Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Arielle. Quick heads up. This episode contains racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic language. New this morning, Adidas has now officially severed ties with Kanye West, who of course legally changed his name to Ye. Over the last few months, a spiral of anti-Semitic rants caused Adidas, Balenciaga, and a bunch of other companies to cut ties with Ye who was previously known as Kanye West. The German sportswear company is the latest brand to distance itself from him after a series of offensive anti-Semitic comments in recent days. Even though this wasn't Ye's first public bigoted rant, his words seem to be having a distinct effect right now in far-right circles. In particular, they've impacted one young right-wing influencer who has latched himself onto Ye's massive platform, a guy named Nick Fuentes. I, of course, support Kanye 100% no matter what. No matter what he says. Kanye says things are true. Jews call it anti-Semitic. In this episode, reporter Tess Owen tells us about Fuentes and how he's been using Ye's star power to push his hateful ideas further into the mainstream. Former President Trump is under fire from both sides of the aisle now after he hosted a dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West and an infamous Holocaust denier. And he's well known in far-right circles for his brazen, sexist, racist, and extremely anti-Semitic views. We love Hitler in a Christian way, in like a, in like a awesome way, okay? In like a we love Trump way, you fucking liberal. I'm Ariel Zumros. And I'm Tess Owen, a senior reporter covering extremism for Vice News. And this is Vice News Reports. So Tess, we're talking about this white nationalist named Nick Fuentes. Can you tell me more about him? Sure. So Fuentes is now 24 years old white nationalist influencer, live streamer, who I guess first brushed with, I say, quote, infamy, uh, was in his first semester as a freshman in Boston University in 2016, when he appeared in the school video series wearing a MAGA hat to explain why he was voting for Donald Trump. And this video went viral. Everyone was like, you know, look at this MAGA guy. The comment section spiraled out of control. You know, a lot of students were roasting him. Then some kind of trolls from 4chan caught on and they came to Fuentes' defense. It was like a very ugly situation. I was supposed to be entering Boston University for my sophomore year. This got the attention of some right-wing media types who basically saw him as this like beacon of conservatism, standing strong against an intolerant left on a liberal campus, blah, mm. blah, blah. But in response to recent death threats and threats against my physical safety, I decided that that might not be the best idea. And so while he was still a student, he got his own show on a new kind of emerging pro-Trump broadcasting. And this is where 
he started getting more extreme. And it's like every time he'd say something bigoted on air, there'd be a backlash. I don't support women's rights. I don't support LGBT rights. I believe in race and gender essentialism. I'm Catholic. I'm a Catholic reactionary. But then his number of followers would just go up and up and up. And he, you know, he was at the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville in 2017. He's still very young at this point. My reason for going down to Charlottesville over the weekend was to demonstrate. It was to show solidarity for a cause which has not been talked about in the mainstream media. And that is the fundamental transformation of the composition of our country. He drops out of Boston University and really tries to focus on kind of making himself a figure, a rising star in the world of like far right podcasting. And, you know, he does whatever he can to, like, build alliances, make friends with whoever, just to sort of make a name for himself. And so fast forward to today, you know, he's got his own streaming platform where he broadcasts his nightly streams um, called America First. And he uses his platform to spread Holocaust denial, misogyny, transphobia, and basically any kind of bigotry you can imagine. And what he wants more than anything is to figure out how to take that bigotry mainstream. And how's that working out for him? So despite having these views and being a very controversial, offensive figure, he has been able to weather pretty much every controversy that's come his way. You know, he thrives on negative criticism. He's managed to grow his brand despite getting kicked off platforms like YouTube or Twitter, cut off from payment processes like PayPal. He was subpoenaed for January 6th. Like, he loves it. This is, he, he loves the infamy and he loves being a villain. And this is just feeding his brand. Yeah, to that point, I'm curious how you think about reporting on someone like Fuentes in a way that doesn't play right into his own goals of further marketing himself to the world. Yeah, so part of Fuentes' success has been his, like, relative... People don't know about him. People don't really know who he is. Mm. And so the fact that his, like, relative anonymity has kind of been part of his ability to sort of shapeshift and rebrand quietly and build inroads quietly, you know, turn up, just be like a clean-cut white guy in a suit in his early 20s and, you know, just being able to reel off facts about the Trump administration. Um, People take that at face values. And until recently, Fuentes was a pretty fringe figure. And that was until he had dinner with Trump and Ye. Okay, so could you just remind me where Ye's head is at at this point? So Ye has been sort of flirting with right-wing talking points for quite a few years at this point. But it was always this sort of flirtation where he would step into the public eye, say something horribly offensive, there'd be a backlash, and then he'd sort of retreat. But that sort of ebb and flow for him kind of seemed to change, I guess, in October when he showed up at Paris Fashion Week for his Yeezy fashion show with conservative political commentator Candace Owens. And they're both wearing T-shirts from his new Yeezy collection that had White Lives Matter on it, which is a slogan that's really popular in the far right and among white supremacists. This sparked a bunch of backlash. Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, walked out of the fashion show. Of course, Tucker Carlson from Fox News invited him to talk about it on this show. And Kanye went on the show and said that his decision to wear this White Lives Matter shirt was a sort of a stroke of brilliance. So it was inspired by God. So the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Yeah. 
just kind of the megalomania that we're sort of used to seeing from him from time to time. Yeah. Um, from there, things continued to spiral quite quickly. You know, he was uh, asked to interview all over the country. And Ye goes on Drink Champs, which, if you're not familiar, is a massively popular podcast in the hip-hop community. Now, last time we had this brother on here, our numbers went through the roof. He spoke to Piers Morgan, he talked to Chris Cuomo, and in every one of these interviews, instead of expressing remorse or kind of trying to backpedal or apologizing for the anti-Semitism that he expressed online, he just doubled down. So, you know, a lot of things happen with Ye around this time. One thing I want to flag here is that Ye and people around him have publicly said that he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. He's also said that he was misdiagnosed. Regardless, mental health probably plays a role in the conversation around Ye, and I definitely want to be sensitive to that. While also acknowledging that having a mental health diagnosis does not make you bigoted or racist, and therefore isn't an excuse. Yeah, and and I mean... No, it's not an excuse, like you say. And so mm-hmm. I think it still ends up sort of being important context to, to remember here. Mm-hmm. So by mid-October, with the far right, we're watching gays descent into disgrace very, very closely. If you look at Fuente's Telegram feed from this time, which has about 40,000 subscribers, it's clear that he becomes obsessed with the idea of co-opting gay into his movement. He's super excited about the sort of just explicit anti-Semitism. He's just doing these like breathless live streams where he's just talking about it. He urges his supporters to flood the comment section under the Drink Champs interview, saying things like Fuentes, yay, collaboration. And then the wildest thing to me is that weeks later, he actually makes it happen. Donald Trump facing growing backlash tonight to his dinner last week with prominent white nationalist Nick Fuentes at his private Mar-a-Lago club. This was a extreme what-the-fuck moment for people who've been sort of tracking Fuentes over the years when he has this dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump and Ye. And, you know, Trump later claims that he doesn't really know who Fuentes was. But either way, this is like the biggest platform, the biggest, you know, the biggest microphone, megaphone that Fuentes has ever had. This is his dream. So he's, you know, he's having dinner with the former president of the United States and one of the most famous men in America, which is Ye. Tess, do we have a sense for what was discussed in that meeting that Trump had with with Ye and Nick Fuentes? I mean, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall, I'll tell you that much. Axios reported that Trump was very taken with Fuentes, especially because, you know, Fuentes is a huge Trump fan, and he apparently he was able to sort of rattle off key moments, statistics, facts about his presidency and his campaign. So Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, unlike so many of the lawyers and so many people that he was left with on his 2020 campaign, he's actually a loyalist. And then apparently there was a sort of a switch when... Ye kind of started talking about his own presidential campaign because remember Trump is also, you know, Trump's also running for president in 2024. And Ye asked whether Trump would be his running mate. So, you know, you've got two egomaniacs having dinner together who are both running for president. And Axios reported that Trump apparently started screaming at him at dinner (laughs) and was very, very concerned by this question. I think the thing that Trump was most perturbed about, me asking him to be my vice president... So this dinner party essentially catapults Fuentes into a spotlight that he's never seen before. And he's riding Gay's coattails. And this ends up creating a dilemma in the white nationalist movement. Wait, what do you mean by dilemma? What are we talking about? 
So the thing to know is that for years, a lot of these like really online far-right guys like Nick Fuentes have weaponized irony. And this is a key part of their strategy to build their bases because like whenever they go too far, whenever they really, really cross the line with being offensive, they can claim that they were just joking. And this plausible deniability has given them the, the ability to court more mainstream figures. It's very useful to them. And so then Ye comes along... And Ye is just putting out this unbridled anti-Semitism and the far right are very excited. Um, at first, they sort of see it as this is their big moment, you know, that Ye is saying what everyone thinks privately. And the far right are trying to figure out whether is this the moment to just go all in, to just start embracing Hitler and, 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 and saying how much they love swastikas. You know, do they follow Ye's lead and just do away with all the irony stuff, which is risky, or do they kind of stay with the veil, the veneer of jokes that they can later deny? More on that after the break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tess, before the break, you were telling me that Ye's actions over the last few months have created a dilemma for the modern white nationalist movement, right? That, that it's sort of brought about a shift in their tactics, and that shift has posed a problem that's embodied in Nick Fuentes. Exactly. So Fuentes and this whole cadre of other sort of far right-wing social media influencers like Alex Jones, Baked Alaska, Gavin McGuinness, they really relied on, I guess, hipster racism to kind of expand their base and give them this sort of veneer of plausible deniability that they can say, oh, I'm just joking, you know, if they go too far. Right. And then with Fuentes, there's also another element, which is that he's been very, very clear, we talked about this a bit earlier, about his goals to push his ideas into the mainstream and this sort of agenda stretches back to Charlottesville in 2017 when there was a split in the far right over the question of, quote, optics. And so, you know, you had live streams like Fuentes and like preppy white nationalists with that group, Identity Europa. You know, I think people probably remember the iconic white polos and, oh, yeah. and khakis. And these guys had goals of legitimacy and they realized it was a bad look for them to be chanting Nazi slogans, even if they held the exact same beliefs as the neo-Nazis who were there. And... So people like Fuentes and those other guys we mentioned before have generally steered clear of like full-throated embrace of Hitler and, you know, just all-out anti-Semitism. 
And so, yay, in the last few months, with the help of Fuentes, blow the lid off all that. And, you know, there's no joke in anything that Ye is saying. As far as we can tell, he's making these hateful remarks very, very directly and very explicitly. Right. And he actually wants you to know that. He legitimately will say, like, I am serious right now. Exactly. And so the irony and the half-hidden jokes, the wink nod and the, you know, all of this is gone. Additionally, the far right are really obsessed with something called the Overton window. And this is a theory that a libertarian political scientist came up with in the 1990s and was later the subject of a book by Glenn Beck. And basically the idea is that the Overton window covers a range of things or ideas that it's acceptable to express in polite society at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And the far right want to drag that window toward the fringes to a place where, you know, you can just say horribly, explicitly racist, anti-Semitic and misogynistic things and never be cancelled for it, never face any repercussions. And so the far right are celebrating Ye because they think having such a famous person, and particularly a black man, saying this quiet part out loud, this means that the window has shifted. Right, because if you have a black person spreading this anti-black, anti-Semitic rhetoric, it brings further legitimacy to your white nationalist cause, right? Because of the optics. It's also a way to drive a wedge between different oppressed groups, especially if that black person that you're latching onto is really famous, like Ye. Exactly. But I'd imagine that clearly, like, not everybody is okay with this change, right? Like, even people who are incredibly racist and anti-Semitic, some of them probably aren't super happy with this shift in strategy. So it might be kind of soon too soon to know exactly. Fuentes has proved to be enormously resilient, and so we're going to see how he kind of comes out of this. But it's definitely, I think, worth noting that in 2022 and 2021, Nick Fuentes hosted conferences through his group America First um, that had members of Congress who spoke at it both years. And in this last year, it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, who spoke there. And You know, she was under a lot of pressure to disavow him. She said that she didn't really know much about him, but she didn't really disavow him at the time. And then after Fuentes is suddenly kind of a household name after this big dinner with Trump and Ye at Mar-a-Lago, she finally, about 10 months too late, condemns him. Most people in this country has no clue who Nick Fuentes is. And if they heard his statements that he makes, they would want nothing to do with him. And... I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene has, I mean, she used to be perceived as a real ally to America First and to these like online white nationalists. They have totally turned their back on her. And to me, this is actually in a weird way kind of positive because by these guys having to show who they really are, it's forced people like Marjorie Taylor Greene to kind of pull up the drawbridge Um, or this open line of communication that members of Congress were enjoying with these, like, white nationalist um, racist shit posters. Mm. And this is a major kind of turning point for Fuentes and any sort of clout that he thought he'd built up in the fringes of Congress is that he's now kind of losing allies. And then there's this disastrous... InfoWars appearance um, on Alex Jones's show in the beginning of December. It's Thursday, December 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Jones. And in studio, Ye is our guest. He's going to be here, he says, for the next three hours or so. And Ye appears um, 
with Fuentes in tow. And also America First leader, and that is Nick Fuentes. Wearing a like an executioner's hood and a snowmobiling jacket for some reason. It's a very bizarre appearance. Mm-hmm. Again, massive platform for Fuentes. And this is an hours long, just orgy of anti-Semitism. It's just completely unhinged. Alex Jones has completely lost control of the interview. Ye repeatedly proclaims that he loves Hitler, talks about how he loves Nazis. Uh, he just goes on these just in just these rants about the Jewish mafia, the Jewish media, oh, and at one point, you know, Alex Alex Jones was kind of trying to push back, saying, you know, I mean, I think the most outrageous thing was he he was like, you know, you can't really say you like these guys. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing, uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say like you like the you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it? No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. You know, I've been covering the far right since 2017 pretty solidly, and it was easily one of the most surreal afternoons I've had on this beat. So suddenly you're realizing that somebody like Ye is more openly far right than the far right. Exactly. And he then goes for an interview with Gavin McGuinness. And um, just for the record, he was a founder of the Proud Boys. He was also a founder of Vice Media. He's not been affiliated with the company since 2008. But McGuinness then thinks, oh, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I can talk him off from the edge, talk him out of being a full-blown anti-Semite. Welcome to the first episode of Saving Ye, where I am going to prevent... Ye West from becoming an anti-Semite or a Nazi. And once again, you know, Ye shows up with Fuentes, another big platform for Fuentes. And uh, unsurprisingly, yet again, it doesn't go well. And what ends up happening is just, again, another platform for Ye's anti-Semitism. But this trait, like, you know, Blacks are overrepresented in violent crime. But when you meet an individual Black person, you don't apply that. You start with a fresh slate every time you meet someone. Do you do that with Jews? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) This intervention isn't going very well. (laughs) To be clear, what you're telling me is that in trying to push back on Ye's particular flavor of overt bigotry, these right-wing influencers like Alex Jones are, are just giving him a platform. Exactly. Tess, are we now in an era where overt anti-Semitism, like what we saw in Charlottesville many years ago, right? And what we are seeing with Ye now, is that something that we can expect to see a lot more of from more mainstream right-wing influencers moving forward? So it's probably too soon to know exactly what this means in terms of normalizing anti-Semitism in mainstream conversation again. But what I will say is that Ye has, since December, sort of dropped off the map. You know, he's basically back to Hollywood life as usual. He's shopping at Balenciaga. He's having dinner at Nobu in Malibu. He's out with his new wife. It's kind of business as usual. However, he has given the far right more than enough material to sustain themselves. And so even if you just search hashtag Ye24 on Instagram or Twitter, it will come up with even just a screenshot from his appearance on Alex Jones or an anti-Semitic meme. Fuentes still claims that he is running comms for Ye's presidential campaign. He's also inspired this network of student groups called Students for Ye that has 9,000 followers on Twitter, 1,500 subscribers on Telegram. 
And Fuentes has long been kicked off Twitter, but he was reinstated last week by Elon Musk. One of the first things he tweeted was a video referencing the Ye campaign and also referencing one of Ye's sort of very controversial offensive tweets about going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. And so after this, he very quickly got booted off. And whether that's kind of good for his brand or whether, you know, that was part of his plan, we don't really know. All right. Tess, I always appreciate having you on the show. I definitely learned a lot. So thank you. Thank you for having When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This story was produced by Sam Egan and edited by Stephanie Kariuki and Sophie Cases. Vice News Reports is produced by Sam Egan, Sophie Cases, Adriana Rodriguez, and Adriana Tapia. Our senior producers are Jesse Alejandro Cutrell, Janice Yamoka, and Julia Nutter. Our supervising producer is Ashley Cleek. Our associate producer is Steph Brown. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producers are Adiza Egan and Stephanie Kariuki. For Vice Audio, Annie Aviles is our executive editor, and Janet Lee is our senior production manager. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. Our VP of audio is Charles Roggio. I'm Ahiel Zermaras. If you have time this week and you enjoy the show, it'd be so great if you could go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review the show because it really helps other people find us. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week.